You're listening to On the Record Online with Eric Schwartzman, where reporters and journalists go on the record about how they use the Internet to cover the news. For the latest trends, tips, and tactics on how the web shapes popular opinion, subscribe to our RSS news feed or visit us online at www.ipressroom.com. Entertainment PR legend Julian Myers goes on the record online. So what are we going to do to publicize it? Well, we sat in our meeting, as we do before every big picture, and somehow I had the idea that we asked the mayor of Johannesburg, uh, South Africa, to uh, send two jackals to the mayor of Los Angeles, give them to our zoo. And somehow that was approved, and it went through our foreign publicity department, and it worked out, and the mayor of Johannesburg sent two hyenas instead of jackals, but we'll take them. And thank you for joining me for this very special episode of On the Record Online, the podcast that brings you the story behind the story. Today we have uh, a wonderful interview for you. It is a conversation with Julian Myers, who has been working in Hollywood for 67 years. He is in his 33rd year of teaching entertainment PR at UCLA, and his 15th year of teaching it at Loyola Marymount University. He is the longtime public relations veteran that also helped originate the USC Cinema and Television Society and has served on the Academy of Motion Picture Arts and Sciences Public Relations Coordinating Committee for 25 years. He also helped put on the Oscars, working on the red carpet, and with the media backstage for 30 years. He is currently focused on building his efforts for Amigo Day, which you'll hear a little bit about. Uh, you're going to hear some absolutely fascinating stories about old Hollywood and, uh, and, f- and from a real PR legend. So I hope you enjoy it. Um, if this is your first time listening, uh, this is a podcast where I most time most of the time I interview a journalist from the mainstream media. Sometimes I do podcasters, sometimes I do bloggers, sometimes I do newsmakers, sometimes I do PR people. Uh, whatever I think will be interesting to folks who are looking to learn more about how technology is changing the way organizations communicate and the way people consume media and information. Today we're taking a bit of a detour uh, down memory lane. And we're going to hear about old Hollywood in all its glory uh, from Julian Myers. I met Julian at UCLA. I was recently recruited by UCLA to teach actually the first course uh, through UCLA Extension on new media. And I start teaching a course called An Introduction to New Media uh, on January 24th, 2007. And then I'll teach it. Wednesday evenings at 7 p.m. for five consecutive Wednesdays. I met Julian at the teacher's orientation and was so struck by his charisma that I thought I've got to interview this guy for On the Record Online. Uh, So I hope you enjoy it. If you are getting this uh, podcast before January 24th uh, and you're interested in taking the class, uh, you can uh, go to www.spinfluencer.com. That's the blog where I also cross-post the show notes from on the record online. And uh, there's a little banner there that you can click on. It'll take you to the page where you can sign up. If you're not taking it for a grade, you can obviously you know come and go as you please. 
and I've I've managed to get some just great speakers lined up for the show. I've got um, I've got uh, the guy who's the ge- the general manager of LATimes.com. His name is Rob Barrett, and he's guiding their transition onto the uh, onto the internet from a print publication. I've got uh, an, an LA uh, news veteran a guy by the name of Kevin Roderick. Uh, who uh, is the editor of LAObserve.com, which is, in my opinion, the best L.A., local L.A. media blog. And then Claude Brodesser, um, who used to uh, be a reporter over at Variety and now uh, does a show called The Business, about show business on NPR and also blogs at TMZ.com, working on uh, getting one more person. I'll tell you about who that is if I get them. Uh, And then every other night we have... uh, other people coming in. We have bloggers and podcasters and other folks. So if you're interested, check it out. Um, So now I am going to play for you the interview with Julian Myers. Uh, It's around 20 minutes. And, uh, you know, in addition to being informative and educational, I think it's going to make you smile. And we're going to play it for you after this. Don't be left behind. Get the latest online PR tools and services from my press room. Powerful, easy to use, available on demand. Extend your sphere of influence online with iPressroom, tools for online media centers, virtual private press rooms, RSS news feeds, podcasts, and more at www.ipressroom.com. iPressroom, always on, even when you're off. Julian, a lot of people get into PR and try it on like a hat for a short period of time. Pardon me? Uh, Julian, a lot of people try on public relations like, like it's a hat for a short period of time. But you stuck with PR for so many years. What keeps you going? What keeps me going? Well, first of all, with apologies to everybody else who's listening, I have the world's greatest wife, and I never want to disappoint her, and so I try to uh, keep vital and interested in things and doing new things and try to live up to part of her great potential. And uh, second, uh, my mother, uh, my parents uh, were uh, very much part of of life around us and help help people that needed help and and to a certain extent wanted to help make society better and my biggest goal in life now is Amigo Day which is one word capital A M I G O capital D A Y and Amigo Day is just the first Sunday of any month you greet anyone anywhere your way any month's first Sunday and I'm trying to make Amigo Day as famous as Mother's Day throughout the world because we hear so much negative negativity about everybody else, every other, not every other, but all the evil countries and the evil societies and the evil religions and the evil people. And uh, I think there's time now, and my mother and, 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 and Patsy and her mother and a lady by the name of Lynn Weaver who was Dennis and Jerry Weaver's niece, uh, granddaughter, uh, daughter-in-law, who was killed in that Santa Monica auto drive-through accident? Those four people have made me feel that whatever I can do to move Amigo Day along and forward is worthwhile. And so I'm spending my life that way, and it's a great motivator. 
what can we do? What can what can what can our listeners do to help you achieve your dream with Amigo Day? Well, uh, all we have to we don't we do not accept any personal contributions. By the way, uh, so maybe some companies will endorse us, but that remains to be seen. We have trademarked it, but uh, all they have to do is they don't even have to be in touch with us. Although we're uh, we have a, a website Amigo Day dot dot com or amigoday.org, I guess is the one we're using now, amigoday.org. Um, yeah, that's it, amigoday.org, amigoday.org. Uh, uh, um, all I have to do is do, they don't even have to be in touch with me. They just have to, uh, hopefully, on any Sunday, first Sunday of the month, call up anybody they want to, or write them, or go see them, and say, hey, the first Sunday of the month, it's Amigo Day, and then whatever they want to do, let's go to the movies together, uh, would you like to take a trip to Hawaii with me, I've never met you, I'd like to meet you, or you're in China, and I'm in Los Angeles, and I read something you said, and I admire it very much, I feel like I'm your friend, we'll probably never meet, but keep up the good work, whatever Amigo Day means to you. Okay. Uh, we want to pervade the world with your good concept. Now, Julian, you're regarded by many to be the dean of entertainment public relations. You've been doing this as long as anyone uh, on some of the biggest projects in the world. What is the single most challenging PR experience you've ever faced in your professional career? Well, first let me say, I know who I am, and I'm not even in the league with the great publicists. And I'm not saying that for modesty sakes or anything else. I, we know each other. We know what's in us. We know what we do. I am not a great publicist. I'm a guy who loves the industry, who believes that good guys generally finish first, and that the filmed entertainment industry is the most important force in our world. I believe that people all over the world see the results of what comes out on some kind of film, whatever the technological processes are. And so I, within 25 miles of where you and I are now, the world is to a certain extent being shaped. The future is being shaped. And that, to me, is very, very important. We have a chance to help the input and the actions and, and the uh, effects on society by dealing with subjects that are uh, meaningful and provocative and help us grasp new concepts about each other and society. So uh, the, the, the biggest problems I've ever had were to just keep working in this society, keep a job, keep earning enough, so I can, can have the chance to, in my own little way, contribute to this force. Julian, uh, we all ap- appreciate and respect your modesty, but can you tell us maybe one story of some experience you had that was particularly challenging with uh, perhaps some celebrity of eras bygone? Well, uh, I'll tell you a couple of humorous ones, perhaps. Uh, when we did All About Eve... And at the ground, well, it was again in the Grumman's Chinese Theater on the Hollywood Boulevard. Uh, we publicists at Fox gathered in a meeting to determine what to do. 
And thinking about it, I realized that the Roosevelt Hotel was right across the street from uh, uh, the Grumman's Chinese. Then I realized that in the middle of Roosevelt was Eve, R-O-O-S-E-V-E-L-T. So I suggested that we be allowed or I be allowed to contact the manager of the Roosevelt, Hollywood Roosevelt Hotel and turn out all the lights in their name except for the Eve. And they let me do it. He's a very nice gentleman who since passed away, Brigham Townsend, and he arranged with a group downtown to come into Hollywood. We paid for it, I think it was $26. And the night of the premiere of All About Eve, there was the word Eve up in the sky across the street from the premiere. That was kind of fun. Was, was that Preston Sturges? That was the Kilimanjaro with the Gregory Peck and Ava Gardner. We were I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Well, one moment, I interrupted you. Start from, start from the beginning on the second story. I'm sorry. Sure. Uh, 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 then we had, at another time, the premiere of The Snows of Kilimanjaro. Gregory Peck and Ava Gardner is based on an Ernest Hemingway novel, you know. And, uh, hello? Yes, sir. Okay? Yes, yes, sir. I can hear you great. Okay. And uh, so what are we going to do to publicize it? Well, we sat in our meeting, as we do before every big picture, and somehow I had the idea that we asked the mayor of Johannesburg, uh, South Africa, to uh, send two jackals to the mayor of Los Angeles, give them to our zoo. And somehow that was approved, and it went through our foreign publicity department, and it worked out, and the mayor of Johannesburg sent two hyenas instead of jackals, but we'll take them. And LL and uh, a French airline and um, and the Flying Tigers. They were an airline that has since uh, been assumed by another one uh, in a, a merger. And those three airlines, all three, flew these two hyenas out to the Burbank Airport. And one Saturday we went out with Fox Movie Tone News 14 people, and June Haver, an actress, and we met these two creatures. And uh, uh, one, a better publicist than I in our publicity department by the name of Frank Neal, who since passed away, suggested we name one of the hyenas Killerman and the other Jaro. And they're still, as far as I know, they're still out at the L.A. Zoo with a tribute to Fox for having even brought them, but I don't think their names are on the plate. That's very disappointing. But we got a lot of publicity for bringing these Kilimanjaro from Africa where the movie was set uh, to Hollywood. Now, for those young listeners, if you haven't seen a movie called All About Eve, it was made in 1950. It stars Betty Davis and Ann Baxter. It is one of the greatest movies ever made, in my opinion. And incidentally, it was one of Marilyn Monroe's first pictures. Is that where you met Marilyn, Julian? Well, I was just a lowly publicist in our department. In fact, I started as a clerk in the publicity department. And it was around that time that I met Marilyn, uh, a man in our publicity department by the name of Hugh Harrison. He was from England, and he was a working publicist. Uh, when they had a meeting, this was about six months before I got there, to name this new actress, what should they name her? He suggested that name. That's where the name Marilyn Monroe came from. Hugh Harrison, who was a working English-born publicist in the Fox Publicity Department. And so we all met her, and we worked with her, and she was another 
actress, and Harry Brand, the head of the department, a very brilliant and well-respected man, helped guide her career, and he had appointed a man in the department who had been the former editor of Stars and Stripes, the Air, the uh, Army or Air Force uh, publication, the military, U.S. official military publication. He'd been editor of that. Uh, he, he, Harry Brand named uh, Roy Kraft as Maryland's more or less personal publicist. Roy was much more sophisticated than I and more a man of the world. I was sort of a naive guy, and I still am naive. And uh, But Roy knew the realities, and he helped guide her career, too. Julian, um, you know, you've been doing this before there were paparazzi. How has the birth and the growth of paparazzi uh, affected the way you manage the media for your clients? Eric, the paparazzi are an important part of the world of Hollywood and a contributing part. Uh, when uh, Princess Diane's death was attributed to paparazzi chasing that automobile, and there was a strong outcry about how terrible the paparazzi are, I held a premiere for one of my clients, the Mosiers, who own a, a, uh, a studio in Arcadia, and we gave a party for the paparazzi to salute them for their years of following what's happening in Hollywood at events and making those pictures available to the world. Some of my dear friends are paparazzi, and uh, I'm very proud to know them. Roger Carngold and uh, Scott Downey. I just saw Scott last Ro- week. Roger, Roger has got to be one of the best shooters out there. Well, he's a dear friend. Uh, uh, the late Dennis Weaver, one of the dearest people we ever knew, and his wife, Jerry, thank God she's still with us. We lost Dennis in February. Uh, uh, they're very fond of uh, 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 Roger, and, and so are, uh, uh, so are uh, a lot of other people. He's just a very nice person. As am I, as am I. Julian, in your experience... Uh, have have there been more celebrity scandals uh, as of late, or are we just hearing about them more? Oh, the, the, uh, well, I don't know how many there were or aren't, but we're sure as heck hearing and seeing about them every minute. That's because the next guy that walks by has got a camera, and the next guy that walks by knows something about the names of the people who are in the news. And so... And and anybody who wants to almost can get something out there on our internet screen or another way sell it to the National Enquirer. When uh, when uh, Dennis Weaver was in the UCLA hospital two years ago, there were stories in the National Enquirer and other uh, those tabloids saying that he was there and what his problems were. Uh, the uh, there are people stationed at virtually every hospital in Southern California. I'm exaggerating a little, but not very much. Uh, there are people that are ready to tip off the media uh, as to things that they've found out. And uh, this re- relates to uh, illnesses, it relates to sexual identity, it relates to uh, courtesy and manners. It relates to every phase and every aspect of human life. And there are a lot of people 
watching and reporting and, in some cases, earning a living by doing so. Julian, one of the most difficult parts of personal PR, of celebrity PR, uh, is acknowledged to be managing the client's expectations. What do you do when a valuable client has unrealistic expectations? Well, one of the speakers of my class, uh, which just ended at UCLA three weeks ago, will start again, I hope, in the fall, uh, uh, brought that up. Uh, I, I believe it might have been Paul Block, who is a co-head of Rogers and Cowan. He's actually, if I can interrupt for one second, he's actually the co-chairman, and I worked with Paul when I worked at Rogers and Cowan. Yes. As a matter of fact, I just ran into him. I just ran into him on the red carpet for the Rocky premiere, uh, where oh, he was good. with his client, Sylvester Stallone. Good, great. <laughs> You've added a, a good uh, richness to this interview. Well, uh, I believe it was he. He is always the first speaker in my class at UCLA every year, uh, and I've just completed about 32 or three years there, and I... Most of that time, he's been the first speaker. Julian, 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 Julian. It appears yeah. as though perhaps the, the 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 receiver for the phone has fallen beneath your chin. If you can pull it closer up to your mouth and continue what you were saying. Pardon me. Oh, excellent. Thank you. Much you much better. It? Much better. Thank you. Okay. P- please uh, do continue. It, uh, it echoes a little for me, but I can still do it. Uh, he. Uh, I think it was he who said you should never promise anything to a client except you'll do the best. And uh, uh, because you don't, none of us knows for sure what we can deliver. And uh, it's never enough, as uh, Stan Rosenfield said, to, to tell a student, a client who asks you afterward, why didn't this happen? It's never enough to say, oh, well, I did my best. They don't want you to do your best. They want you to succeed. And uh, so uh, most of us feel that when we're uh, discussing the potential representation of a client, we say, well, we're, we're going to be trying this and this, and uh, I, think, uh, I think I can do as well for you as anyone, and we have a few of our own ideas and procedures that might make us uh, even more valuable than some of uh, others that you might be considering, but we're not going to promise you specifically anything. Uh, Julian, around, I don't know, maybe 10 years ago, maybe a little more, uh, there was a cover of New York, uh, not the New Yorker, New York Magazine. I know it. My son used to write for it. And the cover was three beautiful young ladies, and they were seated in a booth of a fancy restaurant, uh, the center was a blonde and uh, two others on either side, and it said Power PR Girls, and it was Lizzie Grubman and, uh, and her team. This was before she had had her difficulty uh, with, the, uh, with the auto accident. And I remember being in a meeting uh, at Rogers and Cowan, and that was held up by the, uh, by the top folks in the agency, and they held it up and they said, you know what, this is where you never want to be as a publicist. You never want to be the story. What were they trying to tell us? 
Well, uh, I'm not sure I heard your question right. Is it that the, the, the publicist should not be the center of the story? Yes, that's what they were trying to uh, um, tell us, yes. Why is that? Well, uh, to me, publicists are very much like anyone else in our uh, industry, uh, in that uh, we have to endure, <laughs> have to endure. Now, Harry Brand said the publicist's name should not appear, and, and we should be um, behind the scenes. And he, he was one of the great publicity directors of 20th Century Fox, probably considered one of the three or four best in the history of the industry. Any, I don't know. That's a matter of opinion. I enjoyed working with him and learned a hell of a lot from him. But uh, in my opinion, I, I'm my own best client. I want everybody to know Julian Myers. I want them all to know what I'm trying to do, and I hope they'll like what I'm trying to do, and I want them all to hire me as their publicist. And, I have no, and that doesn't mean I won't spend all my effort when the, uh, on them uh, when they hire me every bit of time and effort that I can I've devoted more to them than to me. But if I do a good job with them, that helps me get better known. At the end of the day, in the world of celebrity PR, what's more important? Your personal relationship with your client or the results you achieve, the deliverables? Uh, my, my wife says, Julian, you're so lucky. Every client you've had has been a nice person. And uh, that's true. Even some were they decided they could get along without me or uh, didn't seem to fully appreciate what I'd done for them. But by and large, uh, some of our dearest friends in our life have been our uh, friends. The, 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 one of the most important influences in my life is Dennis Weaver and his family and Jerry and uh, his, his, his sons and his daughter-in-law, Lynn. And uh, when I look back over other wonderful people, uh, uh, no one, uh, there are very few people alive who make as great a wonderful difference in the world as Julie Andrews. Nobody knows how many things she does for other people, both individually as a person and also with her contributions and her support. When she had a little home, she and Blake Edwards, her husband, uh, had a home out near Malibu. We happened to go to the Sandcastle for breakfast one day near there. And as we drove out, we saw Julie with one of her two adopted daughters. They adopted a couple of daughters. I think they were from Thailand when they were about, the girls were about five years old. And they raised them right in their home. They weren't something they were sending money for. And, uh, and, and that Sunday when we were out there, she drove, we followed her. We happened to be going the same direction, all the way into Santa Monica, so one of those little one of those little girls could have her dance lessons, which would probably take an hour or two, and then drive all the way back Malibu with a Pacific Coast Highway traffic. Julie Andrews and uh, very many other people now. Our dear friend uh, Angie Dickinson just lost her daughter ten days ago. Uh, her daughter had a. Uh, uh, a physical mental condition that prevented her from being quite normal. But but Angie Dickinson never hit it. She took her daughter everywhere that she could where she went, and she was a great, great mother. And uh, so 
there are just a lot of heroic, nearly heroic people in our industry that we never hear anything about or about that part of it. So uh, I, my wife and I think we're very, very lucky to have had these people in our lives and their publicists. They're men like Robert Dowling, who was a editor and publisher of The Hollywood Reporter for 17 years. Well, just knowing a person like that enriches your own life. And I could name many, many others. Julian, I want to thank you for allowing me the opportunity to take at least some of your wisdom and putting it on the record online. Eric, you're very kind, and I appreciate this. I really don't consider it wisdom. I consider it a love of life. I'm 88 years old. I don't think I'll ever die. I don't give any thought to anything like that. And uh, uh, every moment is a, is a joy. This is to digress, and I guess it's a little personal. I'll make it quick. The other morning, it was about four months ago, I woke up, and I heard myself say this. I didn't plan it. I turned to my wife, and I said, Betsy, dear, with you in my life, every moment is perfect, and when you touch me, it gets better. And so when you're that lucky in life, you just uh, like to have other people share it. Well, thank you once again. Thank you, Eric. Stay well, and I'm com- I want to come to your class. I appreciate that. We'll find out what this is all about. I hope to see you there. You've been listening to On the Record Online with Eric Schwartzman, where reporters and journalists go on the record about how they use the web to cover the news. For the latest trends, tips, and tactics on how the web impacts corporate reputations, subscribe to our RSS news feed or visit us online at www.ipressroom.com.